Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. You know, when I think about temptation and I think about this quote from from George Lucas, I I think about this fact that, that temptation appeals to all of us. In fact, I heard this story about this rich man who lived in California and he had this beautiful huge house and he had this pool in the backyard and and in the backyard in his pool, he had this saltwater pool. Anybody ever been like in a saltwater pool? And, and, and he has a saltwater pool and, and in the pool, he was, he had a pet shark. And, and so he had the shark as a baby and he would feed the shark and the shark began to grow and and it was a great white shark, and he would feed it other fish, and he would feed things, and this shark began to grow and grow. And because he was extremely wealthy, had this house in the Hollywood Hills that looked over all of L.A., like he would have all these parties. And at every single party he would have, his, his house would be packed, and the outdoors would be full of people, and he would get up on the white shark. And as you guys have noticed, in my pool is a full-grown great white shark. And to all of my guests... I have a proposition for someone that if you will jump in the pool and you can make it across the pool, I'll either give you one of three choices. One, I will give you $10 million. Two, I'll give you half of my entire estate. Or three, you can pick out any house in the Hollywood Hills and I'll buy it for you. Now, how many of you are thinking, hmm. I may jump in that pool. So one day they're having a party. No one has ever taken him up on his offer. $10 million, half of his estate, a new house in the Hollywood Hills, completely paid for. And his house is full like it always is. There's guests everywhere. And he stands up at the top of the stairs and he's giving his speech about the three things he'll, he'll do if someone will jump in the pool and they can make it out alive by swimming across. In the middle of him giving his speech that he does at every party, all of a sudden there's a splash. He looks into the pool and there is a guy swimming for the other end of the pool. I mean, he is, come on, how many of you know like mad panic swimming? <laughs> like he is mad panic. And he gets to the end of the pool and it's almost halfway over there. All of a sudden the fin comes out of the water and that shark is swimming for him. And just as he gets to the edge of the pool, he's able to pull himself out just in time and the shark runs into the side of the pool. The guest gets out of the pool. He's dripping wet. He's in a suit and tie. He wasn't prepared to go swimming against the shark. And this billionaire asked me, he said, man, I can't believe you did this. That's amazing. You're the first guest to ever do this. So what do you want? Do you want the $10 million? He said, no, sir. He said, do you want half of my estate? He said, no, sir. He said, well, then you want to go like pick out a house in the Hollywood Hills? He said, no, sir. And the billionaire says, well, what do you want? He said, I want to know the name of the person who pushed me in. felt like someone pushed you into temptation you're like man i was just born like temptation is everywhere i am drowning how did i get pushed into like this sea of temptation come on anybody ever been there before like you feel like temptation is chasing you like a wild lion going after its prey Well, today what I want to do is I want to help you with temptation. We all face it, and I believe this, how you navigate temptation in your life will determine how far your life will go. And temptation is not just like maybe some of the obvious things. Like Temptation is like, have you ever been tempted like to curse somebody out for no reason? 
Yeah, right? <laughs> 10 o'clock became honest overnight. From last week to this week, come on, the Spirit of God is moving at the turned up 10. Like, you ever felt like tempted to gossip? But then, you're, you know, you're a Christian, so you're like, man, I can't gossip, so here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to turn it into a prayer request. <laughs> hey, I'm not gossiping about them, but can we just pray about Sister Sonsa? Because, man, let me tell you what she's been doing. Nah, 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 nah. We just need to pray. You know, like, no, you just gossip. You know, like, I mean, temptation. You ever been tempted just to have more ice cream? Like, just one scoop wasn't enough, one pint wasn't enough. When it comes to Hagen dazs give me the gallon. See, temptation has, has all kinds of forms that, that we find ourselves with. Just the temptation to have a defeated attitude. The temptation to, to carry on traits from our, our, our moms and dads or grandparents who maybe struggled with things that controlled their life. And the temptation is maybe to feel like that you'll never overcome those things. That you'll never be more than what you see right now in your life. And that you hear about God's purpose and plan and destiny. And you can be tempted to have doubt over those things. Today I want to help us with temptation. If you have your notes, would you take them out? They look like this. Come on. Let me help you take some notes today. I want to help your life. I want to help us grow together. Uh, and number one, write this down. Two, two truths about temptation. Number one is this. We all deal with temptation. There's not a person in this room who is holier than thou. No one in this room who can polish their halo. We all deal with temptation. You say, Pastor, where does temptation come from? There's not a place in your notes, but would you write these three places? Because you need to know where the attack comes from. Number one, it comes from the devil. You have an enemy who hates your life, and he wants to strategically put things in your life to destroy your life. Number two is the world. We live in a world, in a culture, a society that is constantly feeding us temptation. And number three is just our own flesh. Like our own flesh desires. The Bible talks about when we were born, we were born into a sinful world. We were born into a sinful culture. We were born. We shouldn't be surprised that we face temptation. Now let me tell you, temptation is not a sin. Sometimes we feel guilty. Like, man, I'm just tempted. I'm a horrible Christian. I'm a horrible dad. I'm a horrible husband because I'm tempted. No, temptation is not a sin. In fact, Jesus, the scripture says, was, was perfect in every area of his life. He was fully human and fully God, but he never yielded to temptation. Jesus never sinned, but we see in the New Testament, in the Gospels, that Satan himself lured him into the wilderness and tempted him for 40 days and 40 nights. So temptation is not a sin. So good news for you if you're here and you have felt temptation like this week or this month or even today or even right now. Can I tell you, you are in good company because every great man and woman of God has felt temptation. But here's the thing. You and I don't have to yield to temptation. Come on, we are not robots. We are not C-3PO's. Come on, somebody. When God created you, he gave you a choice. You and I have free will. That's why sometimes, can I tell you, God doesn't make you love him, but listen, the devil can't make you serve him. Like you said, well, I, I, I have to do this behavior because everyone else is like, that's just what culture, I have to do it because I can't resist. No, you don't. You and I have a free will. Come on, I'm trying to help somebody get free of an addiction today. I'm trying to help somebody undo something in their life today. I'm trying to help somebody from making a decision that's short-term enjoyment that will ruin your family and your life. I've come here to tell someone, you have a free will. In fact, Scripture says this in Matthew 7, 13. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Many people enter that gate to life. But small is the gate 
And narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few people find it. Can I tell you, you're in a room that comparably to the rest of our city, 4 million people, this is a small demographic of people that you have the opportunity to find the road today. Scripture says there's only two choices. There's the wide road that everyone's on, and then there's the high road. There's the road that leads to life. And that road never has traffic jams. Come on, if you hate Monday morning, Tuesday morning, rush hour traffic, come on. The Bible talks about that there is a road of destruction and there is traffic jams because many people in our... Can I tell you, that's why as Brave Church, we are so aggressive to reach people that have never been to church. Come on. That's why we want to reach people who are far from God, but they're close to us. Because you know what we want to do? We want to fill this other road of people who are finding life, people who are finding hope, people that are finding strength in their life. Come on. Are you so thankful that we get to be a part of a community of faith that brings life to people? But the truth is, there's no option C. There's, there's road A or road B. There's no C. In fact, Jesus goes on to say this in John chapter 8, verse 12. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. That's like one of those themes in Star Wars where like, there's this dark side. And you have Darth Vader and he's like breathing all weird and stuff. And there's this dark side, like always wanting to pull us. That's what our flesh, our flesh is always wanting to pull us into the dark side of us. But Jesus says this, but you will have the light of life. So let me ask you a question today. Have you chosen to walk in life? Or are you someone here today, which many of us face in our lives at times, where you have yielded to that dark side of you, or that dark side of our world, or you have believed the lie of the enemy that you, you can have this. It's interesting, that movie, um, that, that there's all this talk about, join me, Luke, join me, and I will give you power. You will have ruling of over all of these worlds and things. And can I tell you, you'll never be tempted with something that does not entice you. Or else it wouldn't be temptation. Like the enemy's not going to say, hey, I know you're married, but you should really have a fling with this person over here. And if you do, it's going to destroy your entire life. It's like a destroy, you're going to go bankrupt. You're going to like take on new addictions to kind of kill the pain. No, 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 no. The enemy never shows that to you. He only shows you the highlight reel. My dad is so funny, like, he's got this thing that on, on Mondays, you know, he'll like watch the seven minute football games that happened on Sunday. Anybody know what I'm talking about on YouTube? It's like, who has time for three hours of football? Come on, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to see the whole thing in seven minutes. Can I tell you what they show you? They just show you the best plays. Can I tell you what temptation does? Temptation in your mind only shows you the best part of the temptation. It never shows you the destruction. That's why God gave us this example of Jesus even himself being tempted. Imagine he's weak, he's hungry, he is thirsty, and the enemy comes and says, if you just follow what I'm asking you to do, I will give you the nations. Can I tell you the enemy was tempting with him, him with something he already possessed? 
Can I tell you, many times temptation will tell you, if you'll do this, you'll be happier. But if you just were thankful with what God has already given you, you've already got all that you need. You've already got all that you need to be happy. You already have the blessings of God. Come on, somebody thank God that God has already given you everything you need. From two, you have to understand is that temptation is powerful. I had all these clips I was going to show you today from Star Wars, but I think you get it. Temptation is so powerful. In fact... In episode 2, Anakin Skywalker, he starts off as a dreamer. And then he becomes the evil Darth Vader. How how does he do that? How does that happen? That a a teenager with all this ambition and dreams, that he becomes the most evil person in the plot of these movies. In fact, in the original Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi described Darth Vader as a pupil who had been seduced by the dark side. Can I tell you? You and I, if we're not careful, we will be seduced by the dark side. In fact, you know, in the movies, when there's a bad person coming, or there's like the, you know, the, the evil one, the evil spy, if you're watching James Bond or whatever, you can know that the, that the bad guy's coming when you hear the music change. You ever watch a movie with like none of the music on, none of the sound? Like you can watch a scary movie like Jason's coming and the sound is off and you just look like, bro, what's that weird clown doing with a knife? Like, what are you doing? But when the music's on, you're like, oh my God. Jason's in the woods. Can I tell you, when it comes to temptation, when it comes to the devil, you can hear the music coming before it gets to you. You say, well, Pastor, how, how do you know that? Well, here's how we know. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, it's in your notes. It says, those who are spiritual can evaluate all things. There's another word for that word evaluate, and it's discern. That word discern comes from the word hearing, which means this. Those who are spiritual, those who are following God, you can hear when danger is coming your way. You see, in the movies, there is a dark side. There is a force. Can I tell you, in real life, we have a force. His name is the Holy Spirit. Come on, remember we talked about him for four weeks. The Holy Spirit is the one who will walk with you every single day of your life and say, hey, 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 don't go down that road. Hey, 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 don't be hanging with those people. Hey, 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 don't you entertain that temptation. Why? Because it will destroy your life. In fact, you know what? In Darth Vader and and Star Wars, you hear the music, you know, it's like, dun, 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 dun. It's good, right? Put me on the worship team, y'all. And then you see Darth Vader. But you see the music first. Can I tell you? You can hear the enemy when he's coming towards your life. In fact, the Bible says this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy is like a roaring lion. And he's looking for someone to devour. Any guess on how far away you can hear a lion roar? Is it one mile? Is it two miles? No. You know what they say about lions? You can hear them roar five miles away. You know what? No one's life was ever destroyed. No one ever yielded to temptation and it was like, oh, I got blindsided. I didn't see that coming. One of the greatest ways to overcome it and be the person that God's created you to be. Come on, I want to help somebody today. 
Because in our culture today, Pastor, why are we preaching about this? Because in our culture today, it's like, hey, good luck, everybody. And we throw, like, everyone into, like, the soup of culture. And everyone's like, man, I just got to try to do what's good, but I don't know how to do it. In fact, in Scripture, one of the greatest apostles say, why do I do the things I don't want to do and the things I want to do I keep doing? It goes back to this whole idea of we don't have to yield to temptation. You can hear the enemy coming. And we have to be people that we begin to listen for those clues that the enemy is after my calling. The enemy is after my family. Come on, I've come to talk to somebody. The enemy is after my marriage. The enemy is after my joy, my peace of mind, and I'm not going to yield to it today. I'm not going to do it. So pastor, how do we, how are we stronger in temptation? Let me give you three things real quick. Let me just get super practical with you. Number one is this. You have to depend on God's power. Can I tell you today, you can ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, give me the power to overcome temptation. Ephesians 6.10 says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand. Someone say, I'm going to stand against the devil's schemes. (laughs) For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against rulers, principalities, powers of this. Look at this dark world. And it gets spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know what he's saying is this. Today is Sunday. Today's a great way. Get ready for the fight this week today. You're going to be in a fight against temptation this week. We all are. I will be. So prepare today. Come on, put on the armor of God today. You know, one of the ways that I do that, I pre-decide. Like you have to pre-decide before temptation comes what you're going to do. You have to pre-decide. That tomorrow in rush hour traffic, before I even turn my car on, I'm going to sit in my car. I, I honestly do this. And I say, Jesus, I thank you that I'm going to choose to let somebody in in front of me who did not use a blinker. Because if they put their blinker on, that's their own fault. They should know. We live in Miami. I'm going to speed up if they put their blinker on. Because you know if they do, you're not even going to get mad. It's so funny here, mine. We get mad. We're like, why did you turn on your blinker? Because you know if they do, you're just going to speed up. We all do it. But I'm going to pre-decide that when I wake up in the morning, come on, I want to talk to someone that lives maybe in West Kendall and you work downtown and you got to fight that traffic. Come on, pre-decide that today is the day that I'm going to say, God, when I feel frustrated, I'm going to choose faith. Come on, when I feel fear, I'm going to, come on, I'm not going to yield to the temptation. Maybe you're here today and you've been yielding to a temptation and addiction. Why don't you just pre-decide today that the power of God, the armor of God is in me and I'm going to reverse the curse i'm not gonna yield to this temptation come on am i talking to someone at the 10 o'clock i'm gonna make a change number two write this down we have to grow strong in our faith how do we do that come on why don't you just decide today that you know i'm just gonna at least read one verse in the god's word a day i promise you if you'll do that you will feel the light of God's grace in your life like that just one verse start with one verse why don't we start to memorize God's word get it into our heart come on why don't we maybe next Sunday if you miss it this Sunday be free in your worship don't even care what what the person next to you thinks lift your hands God I just want to be free in your worship I want to be free when we're singing these songs God I just I want to give you praise how about this join a serve team 
how about this come to church more than once a month I'm not saying that to be funny like serious like here's how we build our faith the word of God says this faith comes by hearing the word of God you may be here today and you say man I feel so far from God you know what scripture says if you draw near to God God will draw near to you in other words if you say God I want to be closer to you God says you know what I want to be closer to you too Come on, let's go through this life together. How many of you know that we can grow our faith? Number three, write this down. You have to deepen your spiritual friendships. Notice I said spiritual friendships. Come on, let me talk to everybody. And before you look at your teenager, come on, I'm talking to you too, parents. Grandparents. You know what's so funny? Shall I say this at the 10 o'clock? Yeah, I will. They say that one of the craziest places in our state for parties and like freaky stuff this is see this is normally for the six o'clock but you're getting a special preview because the 10 o'clock is my new favorite service just to let you know that oh we got a tambourine up in this joint come on i don't know where it came from but i heard it. i'm about to oh there we go we sing one spanish song and the tambourines come out Next Sunday, we're going to have the flag girls going. I'm so glad we're not live streaming that. What was that? Love it. They say like one of the craziest places, like for parties, it's not South Beach. It's not Ybor City in Tampa. It's in the villages. That's where old people retire. I'm just going to leave it right there for a minute. Listen, temptation is something we all face. You can overcome it today, though. Come on, this is not just for your kids. Let me just tell you this. Your friendships will determine how fly you high. Or how high you fly. Caffeine's still working it out. Thank you for all of you who are like, amen, pastor. And you're like, did, did you just, did you hear that? Or is it just me? Let me just say this. The right voices in your life will determine the right choices in your life. Who's in your life? That's why we have a culture of dinner parties. That's why it is our dream. We want to have more people in dinner parties than we even have on Sunday mornings. Like that is our dream here at Brave Church, that we have hundreds and hundreds of dinner parties in the city and people are getting together. Because you know what? We realize, come on, you need to deepen your spiritual friendships not just friendships but your spiritual friendships come on so i know you're busy i know you've got a lot going on you've got kids you've got work you've got chores you've got things to do but come on i want to encourage you today not with a voice of condemnation but with a voice of encouragement this week get into a dinner party you can find the whole list on our website they meet all over our county let me tell you four principles of friendships and then i'm going to close they're in your notes. Number one is this. You have to nurture the important relationships. Number two, restore the broken relationships. Number three, sever the harmful relationships. And number four, initiate some meaningful relationships. So I'm going to nurture important relationships. Relationships that were broken with 
good spiritual people. I'm going to restore those with family members. I'm going to restore those. I'm going to sever. I'm going to cut off relationships that are harmful to me that, that open my life up for more temptation. And the fourth thing is this. I'm going to initiate some meaningful relationships. That's why Proverbs 13, 20 says this. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. And number four, simply this. Failure is never final. Come on, I want to speak that over someone. Because you came to church today. You're like, oh man, temptation in my life. Oh great, I came to church and now I'm just being reminded of my, my mistake. Can I tell you, that's not the heart of God. The heart of God is to teach us this subject. To help us from this point forward. But can I tell you? If you're here today and you have failed, maybe you have failed financially, maybe you have failed morally, maybe you have failed in some other area of your life, can I tell you, failure is never final. And I know what the enemy loves to do. Like Darth Vader with Luke, the clip I had for you to show you is he was mocking him, making fun of him because he's with the light. He's one of the good guys. But you know what's so crazy? with that movie and with the movie of our life we know who went God went I want you to know something that I've seen the end of the story come on God went the people of God always win I know that in your life right now you say I don't feel like I'm winning I'm here to tell you if you just get on God's side today to say God I'm not perfect failure is not final but God I want to be with you no matter what you've done no matter where you've come from failure is not final and you win because God wins come on somebody give God praise today with every head bowed every eye closed you're here today and you say pastor would you pray for me today today Man, God's really spoken in my life, and I want to overcome things in my life. And I want to be stronger when it comes to this area of temptation. Now, before I ask you to respond to that, I want you to know my hand is already up. Coming to preach this to you today, I said, God, help me not just to preach this, but help me to live this, that I become stronger in every area of my life. God, help me to never exchange my long-term destiny for short-term enjoyment. Give me the strength. I want your power. The Bible says you can put on the armor of God. The word of God is your weapon. The word of God is your sword. Come on, if you feel weak spiritually, just jump into the word of God. What I love about God, he doesn't say, well, I've got to take you all the way back to kindergarten of Christianity. No, 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 no. You jump right in right there, and you're a warrior immediately where you pick it up. You say, Pastor, today I want more strength to overcome in my life. And I want more strength to resist temptation and be all that God's called me to be. If that's you count of three would you just lift your hand one two three hands up everywhere yeah come on i want to pray with you today jesus i thank you so much for every person in this room god i thank you that you give us strength you give us the ability god to overcome god i thank you that i believe today is a day that from this day forward we will see great things happen in our life because we're trusting in you completely with all of our heart you can put your hands down. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Dave, would you pray for me? I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I really want to surrender my life to Jesus today. 
This is the starting point. If that's you, on the count of three, lift your hand and put it right back down. One, two, three. Today's my day to say yes to Jesus. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Come on, can we pray this prayer out loud? Everyone in this room, would you say, Jesus, today I say yes to you. I ask that you would forgive me of every sin. Would you be my Lord and my Savior? Thank you for loving me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, can we give God praise today? Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.